Oh my god, guys. So it has been such a long time since I've posted a new podcast episode. And trust me, I have wanted to. But I literally got so busy with school and other activities involving school and schoolwork that I really just never got to posting another episode of Dawn's Debate. I really have been trying to post new episodes for such a long time, but I never came to editing them. But today is going to be an amazing episode of Dawn's Debate. Um, If anyone is also wondering about my school situation, because I know that I said I've been busy with school, um... I'm actually online, and for that reason, my school actually offered in-person or online. You have that option of choosing. Um, If you have listened to the last episode of Dylan's Debate, you know that my mom, Shari, has a health condition, and therefore, she is one of the groups of people who is at risk, a little more at risk than anyone who doesn't have a health condition for getting the coronavirus. So for that reason, um, I am online. We are trying not to expose anyone in my house or anyone in my family to coronavirus because let's be honest here, no one wants to get this illness. But before we get into the topics of today's episode, I would like to thank all my listeners for being so patient for me to post another episode of the podcast. I would also like to thank you if you are new to Dylan's Debate. My name is Dylan, and if you are new, I talk about news stories and then at the end give my opinion on them. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. So first, let's talk about the effectiveness of the vaccine. On a percentage, how effective is it? Well, the vaccine and the trials that Pfizer has done has proven that this vaccine is 95% effective. And, you know, that's pretty good because it's out of 100. Um, Another thing that happened with the vaccine is that it had been granted emergency use from the FDA, I think, like maybe a week ago or so or two weeks ago. Um, The FDA is the Food and Drug Administration. They approve everything like drug-wise or food-wise before it hits the market. And basically, they were granted emergency use to use it on to use the vaccine on patients with COVID-19 who were in the hospital and maybe even on a respirator. The vaccine has also been granted emergency use in the UK. Those of you who don't know what emergency use is, emergency use is when the doctors and scientists think that the vaccine will be good and helpful with their patients. So they get an emergency grant to use it from the FDA even before it's like officially approved. Now, some of you might be thinking like, that's pretty dangerous. Why would they do that? Well, I don't think they would just be like, going through like one person would test it and then they figure out that it's fine and then they'd be like yeah yeah, yeah. one person was fine when they tested with this um yeah just give it to everyone in the hospital no well that's not exactly how it works the last trial that they did had about forty-three thousand people in it and they were granted emergency use to use the vaccine because they thought that it would be helpful also for those of you who don't know what a respirator is it's something that helps patients with COVID-19 or anyone who just can't like breathe properly, it helps them breathe because one of the symptoms of coronavirus is shortness of breath. Okay, so also you might be wondering how do these doctors and scientists know that this vaccine is effective from just a few trials? Well, the thing is, is as I said, the last trial that Pfizer did had about 43,000 participants, which is so many people. That's like enough testing to figure out if the vaccine works or if it doesn't work. And in that case, as I said, it's 95% effective. Trials 
aren't always trials sometimes, though. And you need to remember that. Like, vaccines aren't 100% science. Um, the reason why is that some of the participants in the trials have gotten a placebo, and that is what scientists call control groups. So, like, the control groups get the placebo, basically. I'm not going to give a dictionary definition of the word placebo, and instead I'll explain it in a way that a dictionary can't, and that, like, a way that actually people will understand. So, a placebo is when scientists can take some sort of pill that isn't the vaccine, so it could be, like, an Advil, and the logic behind that is, like, why would they do that? They're just giving them Advil. What's the point? Well, the point of that is, is that sometimes our brains can trick us in thinking that that's actually the vaccine. And when your brain thinks that that's the vaccine, it might force the rest of the body to kind of, like, go along with it and be like, I believe this is the vaccine. I'll tell the rest of the body. Something like that. I know that's what a placebo is. Um the scientists also just want to look at it psychologically. So if they give people the placebo, they want to see if that can work and then that'd be our vaccine. But I guess the placebo didn't work or else we'd be out of this pandemic a few months ago. Now, the vaccine is not all sugar, happy rainbows and fairy tales. There's a fork in the road. Um, there's an issue shipping the vaccine. And by that, I mean like there's an issue getting the vaccine out to people. For one thing, they have to make billions of doses. That's number one. That's the issue. But the second issue is that the vaccine has to be transported at like negative 90 something degrees, I think, which that is like freeze your butt off weather, like not even freeze your butt off. That's like freeze the skin off your body, like not even. It's unbelievable that is freezing cold and the vaccine has to be stored in that temperature at all times or else it'll spoil and by the time it gets to like let's say London England then it'll be spoiled the second problem is that there are side effects but the side effects aren't like bad like it's not like you're gonna have like diarrhea for a month or vomiting for a month no that's not at all what it is the side effects are and I quote pain at the injection site fatigue and aching muscles and joints for a day or two um I think there was a professor at the University of Vanderbilt, I think. It was some professor um, who quoted that he said, I would rather feel crummy for a day than get COVID. That's totally right. I would definitely take an arm ache. I would, def I would take like tiredness over COVID-19, honestly. Like fatigue is tiredness. I would honestly take fatigue over COVID-19 and a risk of ending up in the hospital. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure most people would. Like unless you have a very low pain tolerance you also can't get one shot like the third issue is that you can't get one shot and just be on your way home like do 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 my side effects will come later that's fine no 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 slow down you actually have to wait a second because there is a second shot that you have to take um, in order for it to work. And I know that Bill Gates quoted over the summer, he said that there's so many issues with the vaccine, shipping, if we have to take double doses. And I was thinking like, yeah, because you don't know if the vaccine is too powerful. You don't know if it's the least bit powerful. So that's why you just have to do so much like testing on it and just figure out if you need a double dose, if you need a triple dose, if you need a quadruple dose. I mean, that would never happen, but you know, you never know. And that's why they've just been working on this vaccine for such a long time. Another problem to add on to that even is that the doctors said that after the second shot, that's when people started to feel a little bit bad. So that's kind of like the shingles shot, like for the for the most part, for like the first shot, most people are okay, but then the second shot, they're kind of like sick. That's kind of similar. And then also, 
another thing, like the fourth thing, third and a half thing is pretty bad. If you have a brutal reaction to the vaccine, then they explain that it might show up in the first six weeks that you got the vaccine. So for those first six weeks, which is six weeks is almost two months. That's such a long time. Like, so you could have a bad reaction in the first one and a half months. Like that's, that's, that's a lot. That's, so scary. But on to the next problem. This is a huge problem that has been going on for such a long time. People have said, like, I'm just going to get COVID and get it over with or something just to have antibodies. But the thing that they don't realize is that when you get COVID, they don't know the long-term effects of what could happen. Long-term meaning, like, when you grow up for the rest of your life, you don't know what side effects could happen in the next five years. Like, you don't know. They don't know the long-term effects of COVID. I mean, obviously, they wouldn't because we've only been in this pandemic for just about 10 months, I think, something like that. And that's not long enough to tell if there's going to be long-term effects. Like, you could tell in about 10 months if you got corona at the beginning of the pandemic, then you could, and you just think that, you know, maybe there's probably not going to be long-term effects. It probably won't show up until a few years later. And this might become, like, a recurring epidemic in the years to come. Like, people got COVID then a few years ago, and then they're going to be like, wow, I don't, I have some illness now. I don't know what this is. That's most likely what it's going to be like in a few years. People aren't, people are going to like maybe get an illness and they have no idea what this illness is. And it maybe could have been triggered in their immune system by coronavirus. That's the same thing with the vaccine. Long-term effects are still unavailable. And that's so scary because if you're about to inject this vaccine into your body that could stay in there for years that's gonna stay in there for like years to come you want to make sure that what you're putting in your body is going to be safe and that it's not like some random thing that doctors are just telling you to take that's why it's very scary for some people because they just they want to know what they're getting themselves into i can't i can't blame them i mean i'm assuming that that's what some people are going to think when they take this vaccine and and these doctors are warning them about this then that's quickly i just like to point this out that this vaccine has come in such a short amount of time and some of you might be wondering 10 months that's such a long time well really in science and medicine, that is like the shortest amount of time you could take to produce a vaccine. And you want to know why? Here's why. Because in past pandemics, because this is not the first pandemic the world has seen, um, there have been vaccines when scientists were producing them that have taken like years. And I, and as soon as I heard that comment, I was like, I am not going to sit in this house, in my house for like for like four more years and wait for vaccine so for this vaccine to be ready in like 10 months is pretty substantial and it's pretty amazing honestly if you think about it okay so now the moment you've all been waiting for um it's time for me to give my opinion on what i think about this so the thing that i've decided to give my opinion on doctors telling people about the side effects so personally um Everyone should be always warned about these side effects if they're happening. Like, you know, if they're not warned, then obviously that's going to be 
a lot of legal action most likely because if people are not warned about these side effects like long-term effects like doctors can say to them like hey i just want to let you know that um there could be long-term effects to this vaccine and we don't know what's going to happen in the future or there could be side effects we don't know what the side effects are and you might have a bad reaction in six weeks so just please keep a lookout for this and you know we really hope that you're okay soon like something like that because if doctors don't give a disclaimer then a few years from now as i said there's going to be an epidemic and it's going to be like people are going to come up with these weird illnesses like years from now when COVID is over and they're going to be like coming up with like weird symptoms of something that like if you had COVID you would get this little like epidemic flu thing so you know that's what I think is going to happen I think that maybe there is going to be some point in everyone's lives in this lifetime where that is going to happen because there's no way it's not going to happen because they don't know the long-term effects of this and they haven't had enough time to thoroughly study it. And maybe that's why it's taken past vaccines so long to come out because they have to do rigorous testing. So that's possibly why. Okay, guys. So another thing to add on, maybe like the second thing to add on is that this vaccine As I said, it's already in the U.S., but before that, it was in the U.K. Now, actually, there was a 90-year-old woman who was the first person to take the vaccine in the U.K., and she made history. She went down in history, and that's pretty amazing. So now the U.S. is getting the vaccine um, a few days after the U.K., Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. And hopefully we can all get the vaccine very, very soon. And just keep on wearing your mask and washing your hands and social distancing until everyone can get the vaccine. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day.